So, because I'm going to talk about how God is always moving. So, all right. So Matt talked about being expectant, that we don't just sit and wait for nothing. Um, like, oh, God's just going to put everything in our hands. We are expecting him. We're waiting on his timing. This is what he's going to do. This is what he's going to say. You know, this is what he wants us to do. And we need to have an expectation. So the thing is about that, Matt spoke about that for two weeks, and it was awesome, and we saw God move, and um, we uh, have, and, you know, Mel shared uh, before church that, you know, God brought healing to her body. And before it was, you know, she was waiting for that, but then she moved and God moved. So I'm going to talk about how God is always moving. Sometimes, I don't know, have you, have you guys been to like conferences? Um, you know, you go to, I don't know, when you were, maybe if you were young and, and you were raised up in the church, you went to like youth events. Those are always wild and crazy, right? And you're like, you don't sleep, and you're like, next day you sleep for two days. Or you go to a conference. If you haven't been to a conference, I say go to one because it's just really neat to have a bunch of believers around you. Um, But you go to a conference or you go to, um, you know, like a healing service or a revival or something like that, and it is just, everything's going on. The room is so full of faith that it's like, you know, exploding, it's fun. You're like, you're like, man, I could get healed here. I feel like I can't do anything back home, but here I can conquer the world. When they do an altar call, you're like, oh, I am right there. I am right there. God can do anything at the conference. You pull out of the conference in your car and someone cuts you off and you're like, I'm going to send them somewhere, <laughs> right? It's a, it's, yeah. I mean, let's just be honest about, con- about that atmosphere. Like, God is just moving big ways. You know, I've been to places where it's like, God is healing and delivering, and the word is being released, and you're just like, this is amazing. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to miss any of it. It's just exciting. That's a big move of God. Those are really fun. But I want to talk a little bit, you know, also about... Um, getting back to even our local churches, our local areas. Those things is, um, God moves there too. God moves right here. You know, we believe in healing right here, and we're going to see it. We believe in revelation right here. We believe in provision in our, and in, in not always the big places. Yes, God is moving. You know, when you go to these big groups where there's thousands of people or hundreds of people or whatever it is, and, you know, they're coming together for one exact thing, God is moving. So um, when we get back to kind of local church, it's not really like that. We're usually not, you know, we don't have a big old band that's playing. There's not like these cool lights. I mean, if you really want, I can turn the lights off and on during worship if you need that. You know, I probably would like to do that. It'd be fun. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't play a guitar, but I could pretend. No, it's like, no, I got to be like, got to sit on a stool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, all of these things that it's just different when you go to church every week and you see the same people. Like, I don't get to share my big testimony. I already know it. You know, when you go there and you're like, yeah, God did this for me. And everyone's like, wow, this is so great. Like going to the women's bathroom at a big conference. I can't ever go. God's like, that's your ministry is the bathroom. I'm like, great. I tried to go in there and someone's like crying. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, I really got to go. They're like, but they're crying. And I'm like, but I got to go to the bathroom. The Lord's like, but they're crying. So now I got to go over there. Hey, see, you know, you look sad. You know, no, I actually, I'm a person, I don't really, I've learned to not have personal space. 
Um, so I'm like hugging on people and, you know, so this, uh, this, and it's the big move of God and you're telling your testimony and they're like, that's so awesome. And God's going to do that for me. And it's just like, whoa, cause you don't know these people. They don't know that you're grumpy in the morning or, <laughs> you know, they don't know that you yelled at your kids right before you came in here. They don't know that stuff. They only know what you're telling them. And of course, we're just going to take our little highlights when we actually were doing good. And we're going to put them right there. God, let me tell you about when God healed me. But not, let me, you know, I'm not going to tell you about the bad attitude I had for two years. <laughs> Forget about that part, you know. I'm going to tell you when God blessed me. But not when I was grumpy about it or I thought it wasn't in the right timing. No, but when we get into the local churches, the local church, our local part of the body, we know each other's lives mostly, Right? We know what's going on. And it's not always these big old moves of God that we see. God does different things. We got to follow what he's doing. So, you know, I look at it in, we can't go out and just try to chase God down. When I was young, I just thought it was just, when I first got saved, I was 15. It was April 16, 1997 in Ludington, Michigan, high school. That's where I got saved. And then when I got saved, I met Jesus, and I met him in a big way. And then my parents were not happy about that. Um, so I had to go like all this underground church. Like, I'm going to lie and say I'm going to a party, but I'm going to sneak and go to like these churches, okay, and these revival meetings. You know, would, our parents didn't have the cell phones that could track us and things like that. So, you know. Um, so, because I was raised in one religion, so my mom and dad were like, nope, until you're out of this house, you know. But then I met Jesus, and I couldn't stay away from him. Do you all know when you meet Jesus, you can't stay away from him? That's the part that sometimes we don't get. Like when someone's, you know, you think, well, why don't, why don't they go to church? Why don't they serve? Why don't they do these things? Well, they probably just haven't had the opportunity to really meet Jesus. They maybe met a lot of church people or exciting moments or... Um, things like that. But when you meet Jesus, you know, you're attracted to him. Where he is, what he's doing, you want to be part of that. So, you know, I was chasing after like all these revivals. Like I'm like sneaking, like this is tent revival season, people. Like this is what I got saved in. Like this was some stuff like real, it's an actual tent. Like you went to real tents and it was raining and then you're like, well, this is the altar. I got to take off my shoes and it's muddy and you're like falling out up there and they're, you know what I mean? And you have like, you have like that one lady in the back, like just screaming Jesus, which is awesome because you know what? God's doing something, but I didn't know anything. I'm like, am I supposed to scream Jesus? (laughs) So it was just, um, you know, and I just, I was chasing that all the time. So like the first five years that I was saved, I really didn't have any substance. I didn't really know the word of God. I will fight you for the word. Like I will get, I may have gotten in a verbal confirmation with a priest, told him he wasn't going to heaven. That was terrible. But you know what I mean? Like things like that when you're young, you think I'm just going to do all of this. And it's not, you're like overzealous, but I didn't have any substance going on yet. I just had a lot of this, not so much of this coming out of here. So I'm doing all of that. And it was just really fun because I'm going from this place to place. And it was always, I saw like the most amazing healings. I saw the most amazing deliverances. I saw things that I'm like, when you see that, you know there's a God and I, you better pray there is if you didn't know before. You know, I'm, so I loved, I was chasing all of these things at these places. And then it was like, you know, 
I began to get substance. I began, I met this man. Like, he grew up in substance. He knew the word. And I'm just saying stuff. He's like, that's not in the Bible, Sarah. I'm like, it's not? He's like, yeah, you got to know the Bible and the character of God, too, not just Jesus. You know, Jesus is your entry into the kingdom, and then you get everything else with it, but you got to know what it is. Don't just say stuff and be like, that's God. <laughs> you know? So I met him. He, God said, because I'm thinking, oh, I don't even know where I'd be if I didn't have someone that had a good foundation that God brought in my life. And we started going to the local church and, and being part, and we began to realize, you know, I thought, this is really different. No one's running around screaming, you know, like, oh, this person just wanted healing, like, oh, their, their finger hurt. And, you know, I'm seeing people get healed from MS. I'm watching cancer tumors fall off. I'm people seeing people get delivered. I'm like, well, this isn't as much fun. I want the big things, right? But then I started to realize in the little things, that's where the relationship is. That's where the substance in the community and, um, that's where Jesus kind of lives in the relationship part. He loves doing miracles, but he did, from look at his percentage to doing miracles, signs, and wonders to times he just spent teaching and being with the disciples. The percentage is, you know, he spent all day, he lived with them. I mean, whew. Y'all have to live with people that you're, I mean, it's hard enough to live with people that are related to you. You have to live with 12 people with 12 different mindsets. reminds me me and my husband put together a kitchen cart yesterday we did pretty good we did pretty good it's up so that's good but like he's like I just put this together and he d- he knows how to do it and I'm just like because he used to work in a furniture store but I'm like you know we need to really follow the directions and he went and did direction five when I was on direction two <sighs> He was moving the different screws to the bowls and, not, and setting them on the table, not keeping them in their bowl that was labeled A, B, C, or D. I had to ask Jesus to come in that moment. Our kids are like, we want to help you. And then me and Dad started doing it together, and all of a sudden I just see the kids. You guys look like you got it. We're going to go over here. <laughs> It was actually pretty good because y'all know God put me and my husband together and we are not builders and he makes sure of, he reminds us of that every time we try to build something together like that. He said, you build in the kingdom, not in real life together. That's not what I called you to do. We are both strong personalities the way God created us. We will leave it at that. I don't even know what I was talking about. So I look at that and just um, God is moving in the little and the big things. And so as we began to get substance and being in the, in the everyday church, I looked at, I started to realize nothing is too small or insignificant for God. Like I started going and, and I saw things in our marriage and our life. And I'm like, God is moving here and I'm not in a tent. Nobody's running around. There's not even any music going on. God is moving like right here, you know, before we set up chairs, God is moving. <laughs> Before we enter here, God is preparing this place for us. And I look at that, I'm like, nothing is too small or insignificant to give him glory. Um, I think man has set that bar, not God. 
Man has said, oh, you got to have this worship. You got to have this many people. You got to be in a big city. You got to, you know, you got to be able to wear dress like this. And you, man set that bar. God did not set that bar. Nothing is too insignificant for God. You know, I look, Jesus made water into wine. All he, he didn't even want to do it. His just like, his mom's like, if I tell you to do it, you do it. When your mom comes up to you and she gives you that look and you're just like, she's like, and you just like, okay, give me some water, people. My mom's looking at me. I have to get this to stop, right? I used to work in a preschool for 10 years. And they're like, how do you get the kids to listen to you? I said, there's this trick. It's called the mom look. And when they see it, they're so terrified that they will do anything. Everyone else sees you smiling, but they're like, I see it in your eyes. You're coming for me. So I just think that maybe Mary looked at Jesus like that because I just think, like, she's got to be powerful. I mean, like, she birthed the Son of God. Like, she's a powerful woman, right? So he did something little. That was little. They were just having a party, and she's like, we need more wine, and I ain't going to the store. Nobody's making nothing. Come on, get in here. So that, you know, that wasn't something that had to happen. It didn't, you know, set any, it didn't save anybody. It just was... And I think, that's that funny? Like, the first miracle was something that was, like, just for a small group of people in a little area that was something pretty insignificant. But then, um, you know, Jesus did, how many healings did he do in public? How many people did he feed? You know, they say 5,000, but the way they counted that was men, so it was probably more like 20,000 because women and children were there too. But the way in the culture, they only counted the man as the head of the household. Um, so you look at that, and he did big things, amazing things, and those were awesome. But then still the little thing he even did in the feeding the 5,000, look at, he took just a little boy's lunch and did that. Most insignificant, you think, just walking around, guys, a little fishing pole, and God's, and Jesus is like, come here, just let me see this. And so um, God does it in the little things and in the big things. I look at like Jonah, Jonah, he's like, hey, Jonah, I want you to go talk to this place. They don't like me. They don't even believe in me. And they're just living like just crazy. And I just love them so much. I want you to go there and just tell them about me. Jonah's like, mm, I don't think that's a good idea, God. <laughs> God's like, but I really want you to. I love them. Like, it's going to be good. I promise. <laughs> you ever have someone tell you that? And then you're like, I can tell. So Jonah's like, I can hide from God hint. You know, here's a tip for you guys. You can't hide from God. He's omnipresent. Um, Jonah didn't really realize that part yet. And, you know, then he ended up spending time in a whale. And it's not like the pictures that you see in the children's, like, Bible, where it's like, Jonah's in there and he's got a little fire. You're not going to light a fire. In a fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like that. It was not like that. Okay. So then when he gets spit up and he's like, I'm alive. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> Okay, God, I'm going. I'm not happy about it. Could have talked to me a different way. You know, I probably still wouldn't have listened, but you made me get eaten by a fish, though. Um, and then he goes, and then guess what happens? So he does, he's this one person, and he does this. I mean, he goes to Nineveh, it's like a big city, and he's like, hey, you know what? There's this God, his name, you know, he is the only God, and he does all this. He created everything. You guys should serve him. And you know what they said? Okay, we want to. Jonah got so mad, he's like, 
I had to serve you all my life, and these people got to live however they want, and then they get to be like, yay, thank you, God, you know? So he got all mad. Went over there, put down, he's like, I'm going to sit on this hill, and I don't care. And God's like, you know, I still love you. So you know what? He did a little thing. He just gave him a tree for shade. Think about that. After he acted terrible over and over, God did a miracle. I mean, if you live after being eaten by a fish, that's a miracle. You know, if you fall out of a boat and you're not a very good swimmer and you survive, that's a miracle. You go to kings unannounced and you tell them what they're going to do and who they should serve and you don't get killed, that's a miracle. So big miracles happened, but still God said, I still love you, Jonah, and here's a little... Here's a little tree just to give you some shade so that you won't get burnt by the sun. Just to give you a little comfort. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's why I'm not God. I'd be like, let the sun burn him. He would not listen him, you know. <laughs> like, as parents, sometimes you're like, you know what? Don't, don't climb on there, but you just are hoping that they fall. Like, not, not like fall off like a second-story building, but like they like stand in on something. They show not like a chair. You're like, I hope you fall and you learn, right? God doesn't do that to us. That's why we are servants of the Most High God, and he is God. Because, you know, sometimes when your kids are little, you're like, shouldn't be doing that. And then you get mad when they actually, like, walk across something and don't fall, and you're like, I told them not to do that. Now they're going to do it again. But even, I just look at that, and I'm thinking, that was so little to just give them shade. But God was still moving. He didn't stop moving once, you know, the city was like, yeah, we want to serve you. He kept moving, even for Jonah and that. But then he did big things. You know, he parted the Red Sea. I mean, I don't even know if I could have made it through if he parted that, because I would have just passed out like, this is happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't imagine seeing that. Like, the overwhelmingness, that's a huge thing. God is moving. That was probably amazing and awesome, and they were loved seeing that. But the only person that really saw the, the tree was Jonah. But God was still moving. So when we're in these, you know, small areas is in our local church, you know, we, get, we do get the excitement of the word of God. We're talking about the word of God. I mean, I get to have fun taking the word of God and putting it in a story form and, and sharing it. But I promise you, all that stuff is in there. Like, I may have ad-libbed how they said it or maybe how they moved around, but, you know, all that stuff is true. Like, that happened. And so we get the word of God. You know, we get access to the same Holy Spirit that is at conferences and big events and and is there when signs and miracles and wonders are happening. We get the same Holy Spirit right here. He's here right now. He lives in us. It doesn't change. You know, when we go somewhere that um, is big or exciting, but, you know, something else we get. No, you guys are going to. We get accountability. No one's excited about that? (laughs) Yay, accountability. (laughs) We get correction. Yeah, come on. Oh, those ones aren't as fun, are they? Because when you know people, like, me and my husband, we know each other. You know, I know know almost all of you. You know, my kids, I love them so much that I'm not going to let them go down a terrible path and destroy their life, right? So if I see something, I'm going to correct that because of my love for them is so great. When you're in a community, a body, you have that too. See, when, when people are crying in the bathroom and there's 3,000 people there, I don't have to tell them anything I'm struggling with. I don't have to tell them if there's sin in my life. I can just tell them all the good highlights. 
And they can think, wow, that's awesome, and our faith is rising. But God says, I, no, I give you that because I have the greatest love for you. The greatest, God wants relationship with us. He gives us those things on top of all the other stuff because his love is so great for us. We cannot live from miracle to miracle because you know why you need a miracle? Because something's really terrible going on. I don't want to live from miracle to miracle because that means my life is probably super messed up and I'm in a major struggle all the time, right? If you only lived from miracle to miracle, if there was nothing in between, if there was no relationship, if you, you know what I mean? That would not be a fun walk to have. I would, so sometimes we're thinking, I want to see more, I want to see more miracles. I'm always going to want to see more signs, wonders, and miracles. Those are good, but I don't want to live just there. I want that to be a part of my relationship with the Lord. So it's because God loves us, he gives us that in, in our communities. So um, I've had a lot of people leave. I've seen people leave healthy communities of God because it's not meeting all their big move of God ideas. And it's really sad because usually then when something happens, where's their support? Um, a f- it's probably been, it's been a few years ago. I look at, we had, there was a, a janitorial staff that worked here and um, they passed away. They had no support. They had no family. You know, they had no church or anything. And I look and they, they're like, we don't even know what to do to have a funeral. And, you know, they actually came to us and said, would you do that? So we had to do, and we did, but the, you look and it was just so heartbreaking to see people so lost without any support. And I look and I think that's why God brings us together. Because when we need him, we have a support. Because when things are good, we think, I can do this with, I can do this on my own. You can for a season. But man, God's like, I want you to have, those small things are just as important. Because then when the big things happen, that builds. All those little things build and build relationship. So, um, you know, and I've, and I've seen people just, you know, there's not people always just falling out. Maybe, maybe not, oh my gosh, not everyone raised their hand. Well, maybe that's not how they worship. That's fine. We worship God with here. So you can be raising your hands and doing everything. And if it ain't right here, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, or, or maybe it's not always exciting and, you know, I'm not back flipping the lights on and off. <laughs> now I kind of really want to do that. <laughs> Y'all better keep me accountable. Accountability here. You see me sneaking back there, you'll know. And you'll be like, slap my hand. <laughs> Just go, it's a bummer, Sarah, but. Because the. F- <laughs> <laughs> those of you that don't know, I teach parents how to uh, also bring peace to their homes. Um, I've done that in the schools and all different things, so that's why they're all going uh-oh to me, because, you know, when they're having a hard day, I just say, you know, you just got to say uh-oh, and remove, and pick your kid up and put him somewhere else if they're little. Some, we can't really do that with adults, can we? <laughs> we say uh-oh, and then they're like, we don't like you anymore, and you told me no, and I'm going to go find some, I'm going to walk around until someone tells me yes. Isn't that, that's exactly what we do as adults. I'm going to go from church to church, place to place, person to person, till someone tells me what I want to hear, not what God is saying. Oh, that was like, 
Y'all feel that right there? That was the word of the Lord. <laughs> but you, I mean, we do that. Do you ever just not want it? You don't like? Sometimes my husband will be tell, telling me things. He will be telling me no. Like, why can't I have? No, not right now. And, you know, and I just will be, shh. He'll be trying to talk. I just put my, shh, don't say it. Don't say it, right? Because I don't want to be released. You know, we're joking and things like that. But, you know, it may not seem popular. Or you may say, like, I want, you know, God says I'm going to do these big, amazing things. You are. But sometimes the big, amazing things start with all the little things. You know, whether it's big or small or feel super, you know, full of faith or is just like really struggling and you're just hanging on, is, the God, is God moving any less? Is he moving any less in your great seasons to your tough seasons? God is, he's still moving. I love what it says in Luke 12, in the 6, it says, Are not five sparrows sold for um, two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs, even the gray ones, I add, love that, on your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are, more, you are worth more than many sparrows. God's saying, I care about a little teeny bird. I mean, sparrows are pretty small. I care, I care about them. I care about a single hair on your head. Or, you know, if you have teenage daughters with long hair, every hair that's in the sink, I guess, or on every surface in your house. Even though we shouldn't brush our hair where? In the kitchen. Where do we brush our hair? But where do you brush your hair? <laughs> Y'all need to give me some parenting lessons. I'm not doing very good. My daughter's still... I've tried this thing now where I just see the brush on the counter. What do I do? I just throw it on the ground. <laughs> just keep walking. I keep my peace. I don't want to see that. <laughs> then they go, where's the brush, Mom? <laughs> you know, ask the Lord where it is. <laughs> you guys, I am full of it today. I love it when the, I, that is the personality the Lord gave me, and so I like it. I hope you guys do. If you don't, take it up with the Lord. He gave it to me. (laughs) So small moves, small places, small ministries are still so worth it to God. They are important to him. Your ministry of going to work, that is important to him. God is moving when we're aware when we're like, oh, God did this. I went to this huge conference and God did this and I saw all this. Yeah, God's moving there. He's moving when we're aware. He's also moving when we're standing still. God never stops moving. We sometimes are like, not gonna do it. And God's like, I don't care. I can come in like a rushing wind and knock you over. Uh, he's moving, you know, in big ways and small ways. I look, y'all, I got my fridge. It's in my house. So, I've been saying, I, I need a new fridge for like six months. My kids have been hearing me. I'm going to get myself a new fridge. And they're, you know, at first they're like, oh, this is exciting. Because like kids are like, ice, I want ice in the door, mom. Like, can we get into this century? 
Because, you know, that's like, that's now a need, not a luxury. I didn't know that. So my fridge, I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to do this. So it's like six months. I'm looking up there, and then I wouldn't get it. And my kids are like, thought you were getting a fridge. I'm like, I am. I'm just waiting on the Lord. And they're like, you're waiting on the Lord for a fridge. I'm like, just trust me. I'm talking to God. So I would look, and then I'd be like, no, I just feel in my spirit. Like, this isn't the right time. This isn't the right time. So, like, it's going on. And, like, a couple weeks ago, um, one of my daughters was like, are you really getting a fridge, Mom? Are you really getting a fridge? Now, I told the kids we're going to Florida. I said, are you really going to Florida? Are you really going? Because I don't know right now. You're, being, you're like mocking me here. So, so then all of a sudden, I found the fridge. And God said, I want you. I'm just sitting there, and the Lord's like, your fridge is, is waiting for you. And I went to where he told me, and it was there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is like already $200 off. Oh, this is like the perfect time. And then I put in all my coupons, and I had another 200 well, 198 or $89 off. Okay? So I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm like, they're going to deliver it for me for free. And uh, So I finally do. I'm like, Lord, I thank you that I waited. Because I could have, I had, I had it sitting there. I could have done it, and I just thought, why am I waiting? I could have had this for six months. But just listening in the little things. So then I get there, and it's like delayed and everything, and I'm getting all mad. I'm like, I wanted it the next day. Every time I get delivered from here, I'm always the top of the line, Lord. I call at 4 o'clock, and they have it for me at 8 a.m. at my house. And this goes on for a week, and they're like, well, this happened. We accidentally sold your fridge. I said, oh. They said, but it's okay. We're getting another one. But it's going to be a week. Like, okay. So then the day I'm like, all right, it's coming. They call me and they say, you know those storms? Well, FedEx doesn't want to unload the trucks. So it'll be here in two more days. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thinking, this is just such a little thing, but I'm getting annoyed. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to be real nice this lady. So I get there. They, the guys get there. You know, they're there. It's 9 o'clock on Friday morning. The truck pulls up. I'm like, Yay. You know, because I've had everything pulled out of my house, and my fridge is in my dining room, plugged in, and my other fridge, you know, so that my food, I'm waiting for this. So they get there, and so I'm talking to him, and he's like, ma'am, I need to speak to you. Well, first he called me, ma'am. I'm like, I'm already to that age. Um, so I was like, oh, no. He's like, there is a manufacturer defect on this fridge. He's like, I need you to come out and see it. So I go out there, and he's like, come here. I'm like, okay, and then get closer. He's like, no, no, come here. I'm closer. And it's like, come here. So I'm like, what is going on? He's like, do you see this right here? It was literally smaller than a fleet. Who has seen it? It is literally, isn't it? It is smaller than a fleet. You cannot see it unless you are. And he said, it's just this little, he's like, and I just want to, because of that, I just want to give you $50. <laughs> so I look and I'm like, this little thing of just listening to God in the little things, he blessed, he just blessed our family. It was like $450 off the fridge originally that's a lot so this little thing that he did but I just look I'm like a flea little I mean it is so small that like I couldn't believe it and and I didn't ask for anything off like it's fine he's like no I'm gonna give you 50 dollars off I'm like cool and so but then so that's that's something little and people be like well that's not God you don't need to be asking God for things like that I'm like why not he loves the little things but then also my daughter died in my womb and was raised from the dead that's a big thing I'm thankful for that, too. I want the big things, moves of God. You know what I mean? 
I want the big moves of God like that, and I'm very thankful. But I also want the little things because what it did is remind me that listening to the Lord, how important it is just to listen to the Lord and and realize he's always moving. So that was just a little fun thing that God's like, I just want to bless you. You know, I could have got it, but God's like, I just wanted to bless you. I just wanted to see if you were listening and hearing me. So God was in both. So I just want to challenge you guys not to just chase after the big moves and miss, because when we're doing that, we might miss all the little things that he's doing, all the little blessings, all the little, um, you know, revelations that he's building on that are making those big things, um, you know, that build up to those big things. So it's, it's kind of like the little ways that God tells me he loves me every day. I couldn't be sustained if God only showed his love for me once a year. I am way too spoiled for that. <laughs> so think about, I looked at this and I was thinking, think about your spouse if you're married. If not, you understand how marriage works, okay? So <laughs> you understand there's a husband and wife and you have a wedding. So I was looking at that and I thought, you know, if your spouse only came to you and you said, you know, the only time I'm going to tell you that I love you is at the altar wedding day. I'm going to say I love you. That's it. You'll know. I'm making the commitment. You're fine. Any of you that are not, yeah, those of you that are not married yet, you don't say that to your wives-to-be. You will not have a wife-to-be. So you don't say that and then never say it again. You know, the wedding day, it's big. It's fun. It's your public day that you're professing your love. You guys just did it. Look at these little newlyweds over here. He's got his arm. Look, he's still got his arm around her, you know. Those of us that have been married a long time, like, you got any candy in your purse for me? You know, um, or like, quit clearing your throat. What are you doing? Everything. All these things. Like, you can tell by how people sit, like how long they've been married, right? No. But they just got married. And that was a big fun day. Like, they had a wedding. Everyone's, you know, celebrating with them. And they said they loved each other in front of everybody and, and all of that. Now, that's, that's good. But it's probably the little things that we do every day. Getting up. If you're a coffee drinker, if someone makes you coffee or, you know what I mean, little things that they do every, every day. I, this may not seem like little, but just my husband goes to work every day. I'm glad that, you know, I don't need him to tell me he loves me. I need him to make sure that he can pay for my fridge. <laughs> Remember a few weeks ago when you said you don't need a fridge? And do you know that I got a fridge now? No, it's the little things. <laughs> so it's, it's those little things every day. You bring in you small gifts, doing things for you, telling you, you know, every day. My husband's like, I love you. And I'm like, I know, I love you too. Like, I'm not a person that really is like, I need you to do things for me to show love. He's like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Like, all this, like my girls and me, like, we do not understand, like, what that's like because my daughter... The one she's in children, so if you have children there, she's teaching them today. And she, um, one day, she's like, I don't understand people who, like, you're always telling me, like, you need to sometimes hug, give people hugs, even though, or you need to tell people that you love them. Like, I'm telling her, like, you need to do that, even though it seems like, why do they always need me to hug them? Why do they always need me? <laughs> always saying they love me. Gosh, they are so needy. And I said, well, some people don't have that every day. So when you meet them, you know how to, you know how to give that. You know how to do that because you walk through that with the Lord. So sometimes you need to give that away. And she's like, I could go without it. I could go without a hug. I don't need that. for. I could go a week 
And I said, oh, you could. Ten minutes into it, she's like, I'm feeling a, like now that I'm aware of it, I need a hug. It was hilarious. <laughs> so I had to get up and give her a hug. I was like, it's harder than it thinks, isn't it? It's the little things every day. Because she's like, I could go a week because I already know that you love me. But then it was like she started thinking about like, is she going to hug me when I go to bed? Is she going to hug me when I go to school? Is she going to say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And tell me how pretty I am every five seconds. That's what I do to my children. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. I love you. You're beautiful. You're awesome. Give me a hug. Mom hug. You know. Because you're doing. (laughs) Come here. We'll we'll edit that one out. Hey, if I call them a heifer, it's just an inside joke. It's an inside joke. It's not a bad thing. And they say that to me. And it's uh, endearment. But you don't, don't go up to someone you don't know and be like, come here and give me a hug, you heifer. Like, that's not going to work out. It has to be an inside joke. It has to be something like, it's just, there's a story behind it. You can ask me later about that. Okay? But it's the little things. It's the little things every day that sustain that family, that sustain that marriage. So that's the same thing with God. It's the little things. It's the relational connects that sustain us you know God created man so that we could build together we could worship together you know we can lead each other to his goodness sometimes people don't know how they don't know how to connect with the Lord so they need they need we're kind of the connect need somebody so basically the first three chapters of Genesis it's showing all the big things God did it's like create this create that you know he um he um you know, created the world in seven days. That's big things, right? Hey, look, there's a world. You want some water? There it is. You know what I mean? Look at your kids over there crying now. Now your wife has to leave, Jordan. Get your family in order. I'm sure. <laughs> just oh, he just wants mom. That's because he's, you know, I'm talking about that. He could feel in the spirit. He's like, I want a mom hug. He called his mom right out. Like, Come get her. So, so, but God did all these big things. That's pretty amazing. Like, you know, sometimes I can't get, we could barely get a, a island cart together, and God's like, I made the world, birds, fish, <laughs> mammals, you know, people. God, those are big moves. What? You were on the struggle bus. I was glued fine. Who glued it, clamped it? Shh. Shh. I had to get this moving here. So, but then, you know, he made man, and then... We had everything, and then we're like, I want the one thing I can't have. And then we ate that, and then we're like, oh, my gosh, I'm naked. And we're, like, all ashamed. Um, And God, what he did is, you know, as man fell, we turned away from him. We learned he gave us something else. He gave us correction and accountability right there, which is the true love and goodness of God, like I said. He could have destroyed man right at that moment. Done. I just want to watch the birds fly and the fish swim. That's it. He could have done that, right? But he said, I love you and I'm going to make a way back. So it's the little things. The little things are just as powerful as the big things. You know, Adam and Eve, when they felt ashamed, he walked them through that. But then he said, I'm going to give you plants to cover yourself. You know, some of us, those are little things for some of you, bigger plants for the rest of us. (laughs) Just some of us have to sew a little more leaves together, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Those are that's something little that God's like. Even though I don't 
I don't hold that against you. You know what I mean? God's like, I bring you forgiveness. You feel shame and I want to cover that for you. That's how God moves. He said the big things, the things that are, every move that God does is valuable. It's important and it's necessary to someone. So that's why I encourage you guys, how you're moving with God, what you're doing is important and it's, it's valuable for somebody, maybe for you, but also maybe for someone that you haven't even met yet or someone you're going to meet or someone in this room. We support each other. That's what, that's what kingdom life is all about. You know, God is always moving and we need to move with him in his timing, his direction, you know, the way, that way we kind of just hit that mark of, con, you know, connecting because God's like, if you're following me, you're always, you're always going to make it. You're always going to be on time. You're always going to get that, that blessing's going to come. That comfort's going to come. That correction's going to come at the right time. That will, you know, open up blessing in your life. That's what God's saying. You know, no matter what, we need to look at. God is always moving, and we don't just have to chase after big moves of God. He's moving with us, and we just need to get in there and move with him and celebrate the little things and the big things. All right, we just said amen. That's it. So it's finished. So let's just pray.